0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy rankings and fantasy tools on the entire southern internet. Go check out HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Hatchin, and joining me... As always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Michael, I have a question for you. Did you make what is possibly the most money in the world on a bet by betting on the Pelicans to make the play-in when they were 2 and 14?
0: Um, Unfortunately, I did not have any faith in the Pelicans, and I did not make that bet because I assumed Zion would not be returning for the entire year, and so far I have been right about that. But the fact that they're going to make the play-in, especially since they've had to see Jim McCollum, who's been fantastic, and they're on like a few-game winning streak here. Um, I think they've won four out of their last something. I'm shocked. I, I did not see that coming.
1: Neither did I, but I'm assuming you could have made a good a good buck on that. I mean, they were looking like perhaps the worst team in the NBA. Oh, and, uh No, I I instead did the
0: opposite. When the Heat and the Bulls were playing so well, I put money on the Bucks and Philly to finish in the top three in the East. So I went the other way around. I I was looking at the top of the standings instead of the bottom of the standings.
1: I feel like that top of that East could go a lot of different ways here down the stretch. I mean, obviously you got three games separating second- and sixth um so it's probably not going to be decided until we get down to the nitty-gritty
0: no i mean it's going to be a really fun um i think i guess last third of the season right uh both the east and the west are incredibly interesting playoff um predictions i did have both lakers and the clippers to be in the play-in preseason, so um i'm feeling pretty good about those when the lakers fall out of
1: the plan you're going to lose money on that
0: I know the Lakers are going to somehow move their way up into out of the play in into sixth place. And then Lakers are going to fall into 11 and I'm just going to be real depressed and pissed off.
1: Oh, I don't know about the Clippers moving up. I mean, they're four games back at Denver. Denver should probably only get healthier from here. Um, But the Lakers, man, they, they do not look good at all.
0: I think it's wild. I mean, a testament to Luka Doncic, the Mavs should not be as good as they are not even close and here they are,
1: 39-25. Uh, yeah, and they are playing exceptional since the turn of the new year. They're like 23-7. and seven. Um, They're good, man. You, you don't want to face them in the playoffs.
0: Absolutely not. I certainly don't. I think all these playing games are going to be really interesting. I think the first rounds of both East and the West are going to be like really crapshoots, I would say, if you're a betting person. um. There's probably a handful of teams who are outside of the um, top tier. Bucks are in third. Cavs are frisky. Nuggets are interesting. The Jazz are interesting. I think any team probably could win the the championship this year, one through six, both East and West. Seriously. I, I, I think if everything fell right with that team, they have a chance to win the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the, the Cavs just because, I mean, they're so young and when have we seen a young team like that do like, you know, actually win the championship and I went around about winning around. I mean, I could see if you're like, Oh, the Cavs are the sixth seed and they upset the Bucks in the first round. I'd be like, I mean, I wouldn't bet on that, but I could see it, but they're a real, ma- real matchup problem.
0: Cavs just are so big, they're a very long team. If they get a little bit healthier, maybe,
1: yeah. The question is, are they going to be able to score enough in the playoffs? I'm not sure the answer to that question is yes, probably not. Like, they're going to be a matchup problem, but like, what are they going to plan on winning? Like, 85 to 84? Like, I mean, (laughs) I'm just not sure (laughs) they have enough offense, and they might win around, like you said. I mean, they get some hot shooting or some shooting luck or whatever you want to call that. I mean, they might win around. I just can't see them really winning the championship. Um, but a lot of those other teams, like, if you told me Boston won the East, I wouldn't be shocked by that. If you told me the Bulls won the East, I wouldn't be shocked by that. Exactly.
0: The Heat, I wouldn't be shocked. The Jazz in the West wouldn't be shocked. Obviously. Yeah,
1: the Jazz are the a team I would not put any money on just because, like. They're the I mean, Jazz. You've, well, you've seen <laughs> it, too. Like, in the last couple of years, like, you were thinking last year in the playoffs against the Clippers. Like, no, there's no way they can lose this, right? Especially after Kawhi got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, they did. and then they lost. So um, I, I guess, but I mean, every, I mean, it was like that was Milwaukee, right? Like every team hasn't done it until they've done it. And so maybe it's the Jazz's year. You never know. Well,
0: you did mention the Pelicans. You did mention the fact that uh, they are on a bit of a winning streak. CJ McCollum bringing life back into the team, bringing uh, basically uh, a better structure of a team, having somebody who can actually shoot. Uh, and play, you know, that that Dame role on this team, Dame Light. Um, that's been exciting, but I think what's more exciting is that they are settling into a, uh, a set rotation, and there's two guys, both Jackson Hayes, who I, who I like a lot, and um, I guess, like, I don't know. I'm, I've never been bought into the Herb Jones hype, but, like, the guy does some nice things in a standard league. He's just incredibly inconsistent but Jackson Hayes getting Herb
1: Jones is a, is a much better real life player than, yes. than fantasy player. And like, he's a really good defender for a, a pretty big man, right? He can just guard a lot of different positions and do a lot of different things on the court. Um, he's only 23. He's a rookie. The production's not super going to be there for fantasy, um, but Herb Jones is going to keep getting minutes just because he helps them win real life basketball games.
0: Well, we're in a, we're in a weird time in the NBA fantasy basketball season. Uh, we're almost near the playoffs we're at a point where teams in the real nba are either deciding to tank deciding to play their young players like herb jones like jackson hayes um we have to kind of balance our run to the playoffs and our playoff run uh some te- by the way some leagues are already in their playoffs that doesn't make any sense to me does it does it make any sense to you tyler
1: no i mean i, I don't get the whole like oh yeah we want to avoid the last couple weeks because things get weird like i, I mean It doesn't really, it doesn't really solve anything for me though, because like if you drafted name, any one of many injured players right now and he's hurt, I've been like, how's that any different than things getting weird late in the season? Like I swear some people just want to like get it over with as fast as possible. And that strategy just never makes a whole lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah. Potentially if you're in a league that just stops paying attention around uh, February, the all-star break, then I, I guess I understand moving your playoffs up, but like everybody's in the same boat. I can see avoiding those last like four to six games, uh, just kind of cutting it off and having your playoffs in right before that. Just cause you know, you know, who's going to sit, what's going to happen. We don't know, but anything more than four to six games, like I, I can't recall other than teams that are completely shutting down. They shut down these guys like Shea Gilders, Alexander, guys who are going to get shut down no matter what the circumstance Um, other than those particular instances, I can't remember like a team that's going into playoffs being like, you know what, let's just sit our best players for the next seven games, maybe one game, maybe some back-to-backs, maybe the final game of the season, they sit them out. But I I don't recall ever seeing someone just like LeBron sitting out for like the last two weeks of the season.
1: Luca took a rest last night. I mean, that just happens, right? Yeah. But it's a game or two games, you know, it's not the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, this might be the outlier where LeBron
0: does it for the last two weeks because they're not going <laughs> to they're
1: not gonna make the playoffs at all. That would be uh, very funny. No, so uh, Mark Stein, or, I think it was Mark Stein. I, sh- I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't say this uh, yeah. because maybe it wasn't Mark Stein, but I think it was Mark Stein. The, basically, he, they think he's he's going to play down the stretch because he's chasing uh, the, the all-time points record and that that might be – if he can't win another ring, that might be the the thing that cements his legacy. Right, is passing Kareem. Yeah. He's, he's only like a thousand. So he's more than a thousand behind him, but he's pretty close to second.
0: He's played a lot of games. Um, you know, it's really impressive. He's obviously won a, a Dude, fanta- fantastic player or whatever, but he's played a for lot him, of games.
1: For him to be as healthy as he has been, though, has been super super impressive to me. Like, he's played not only I'll look it up thirteen. 156 regular season games. That's a lot. But then he's played 266 playoff games. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. It's it's impressive of, you know, how healthy uh, LeBron's been, uh how well he takes care of his body, living in a well, and He made chamber. The finals for like
1: 10 years in a row, right?
0: Yeah. Getting platelets replaced out of his legs and knees or whatever like all those things are fantastic uh modern marvels and he's uh, also a modern modern marvel right uh but i you know i don't know a lot of people getting their uh, shit worked up about a guy who's played that long that many games passing a bunch of totals um stats it's like yeah that's cool and all but he's played a lot of games like he's still great but i don't that doesn't really change my equation my thought process that you know lebron's great but now he's greater because he passed these totals. Like, no, he was already that good. Like, I don't know why you would be changing your opinion of him.
1: I mean, it's just another thing to put in your argument, I suppose. I guess. I mean, if if LeBron like retired today,
0: I think he would still be, you know, considered one of the top players of all time who lost a bunch of finals.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the, here's the, the thing about that argument that I always, you know, like try to explain to people is like, when you're saying he's the greatest player of all time, what do you mean by that? Is it, you know, who had the best peak moment? Like, was the best for a year, one, one day, the absolute best player? Was it, you know, who had the best career? Who had the best, you know, who had the best what? I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I think it's super subjective, right? I mean, it's easy. Was it the best player of that era? Was it the best player of any era? Was you know if you put LeBron back in Bill Russell's years, like would LeBron just murder everybody? Probably. That that makes perfect sense. Um, If you're looking at accolades and titles, there's plenty of people who have more titles than LeBron. Um, Are you talking about like talent? Talent wise, there's a ton of like Kevin Durant's incredibly talented. So is LeBron James. So is Steph Curry. So is Tim Duncan. So, like, you know, talent-wise, are you talking about team player? Are you talking about court vision plus, you know, is is LeBron a terrible free-throw shooter for uh, someone who you're considering the best player of all time?
1: Yeah. And and people ask me about this. I I make the case for Dirk being, like, a top 15 player of all time a lot, and I'm like, he he literally changed the game. I think that might that has to factor into it if you're talking, like, to me, the greatest player of all time is, like, literally changing the game or forcing the game to be changed because of you? things you can do right yeah and like that if you want to put a who changed
0: the game the most in the modern era in the late is steph curry yeah that's what
1: i mean that's so i a think lot. steph, curry's, steph probably, curry's
0: beat lebron multiple times and had multiple titles
1: that's why i think steph curry's top 15 player of all time. oh absolutely like, i think no one has changed no the game more than steph curry in the last since jordan yeah probably probably yeah, since so.
0: Jordan and probably Jordan before Jordan was bird of magic. Like it's, it's their eras. And like this, I wouldn't call this the LeBron era. The LeBron was fantastic in this era. This is the Steph Curry era. It's fair. It's a fair argument. I mean, you got kids who are like in sixth grade taking like half court threes and just, and draining them. Cause they're, it's wild. It's an absolutely wild world. But enough of that, let's get into the fantasy basketball, uh, Nonsense going on. Uh, Chris Paul injured, likely going to be out the rest of the year, seems. Uh, Which means, campaign, Champagne with my campaign is now the starting and really only true point guard on the Suns. Against the Knicks, he had 17.16 freaking assists and 32. Minutes, uh, campaign probably a must add, wouldn't you say, Tyler?
1: Yeah, I mean, campaign, we've seen him, you know, in this time of Phoenix when he has started, like, he's just going to get points, he's going to get assists, he's going to, you know, be that point guard that you're looking for.
0: Absolutely, and it's to find a point guard this late in the season on your waiver wire who could probably average eight plus assists a game. uh, That's going to change your entire equation going into the playoffs uh, as you're making that run in the playoffs. And as you're expecting to um, be in the playoffs, I assume if you're listening to this podcast here in the playoffs Uh, or else you're done fucked up.
1: (laughs) I take no responsibility for you missing the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, campaign, I'll say this about campaign too. Like he always seems to come in and just like score and get assists and steals. So like, he gives you all the stats you want from a point guard.
0: Yeah. He's like a solid, he's not going to shoot very well probably, but he's, he's, he's gets you the stats that you need for those specific categories. And you know, if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up because if he's not valuable to your team, because you're either very, very good at, at what campaign does or very, very bad at what campaign does. Uh, so if he doesn't help you somehow, he helps somebody else. And so he's now someone you can, I mean, it depends on when your trade deadline is. I guess if your trade deadline is over with, I like to have a late trade deadline. Like right around now is when I like the trade deadline to end for fantasy basketball, right before the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's probably the best time just because you know it gives you time to sort out your team and see you know what happens as the playoffs are about to hit, and then you can kind of make change if you need to. Like if you had Chris Paul, you know, you might be scrambling to trade for a point guard right now. But if you trade that line's past, I mean, other than picking up campaign, there might be no way to get anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, you might just be
0: down. This might be the end of the end of the line for you, pretty much um let's go over to brooklyn poor joe harris out for the season ben simmons in the trade has shown up is not playing are are you i'm a little surprised by that you would think at this point ben simmons would have been getting his shit together in order to play basketball in case he got traded does not sound like he was getting his shit together whatsoever and now they don't know when Ben Simmons is going to come back and play. Could be a couple weeks, could be the end of the month, could be
1: later. Well, he has a back injury, right? And I, I mean, I don't know. That's what they're listing it as. I'm not, not going to speculate on how hurt he is or whatever. But obviously, he just probably needs time to get fully back in shape, too. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect to see Ben Simmons in the next couple weeks.
0: No, absolutely not. If you have Ben Simmons on your team, say you're in a redraft league and you've been holding on to Ben Simmons all damn year long, and now here we are coming into the playoffs. Say your playoffs start here in a couple weeks. What are you doing with Ben Simmons? Are you you keeping him? Or as we talk about when you get into playoff time, there should be much – almost half your roster should be expendable in order to win um, stream get all the games you possibly can get in during your playoff weeks because it's, you know, it's win or go home. Is Ben Simmons expendable right now?
1: I mean, if I was in the playoffs and I needed stats to to win a matchup, I, I would not be afraid to drop him. But, again, like I think if your playoff doesn't start for a couple weeks, I would hang on to him just because, I mean, it's not really worth a game or two on the waiver wire during your regular season if you can potentially get Ben Simmons and he's going to come in right away and play 30 minutes. That's true.
0: That's, it, ben Simmons
1: it, it, is just such a weird player too because like he's really good at some things and he's not going to give you anything in some other things and so like in some cases like he's he if those are the things like if he's where he's good isn't really what you're trying to win in that week like he might be expendable.
0: Yeah, he might be really expendable. I, I, would, I would say it's touch and go. I would hold on to him until the playoffs and then make that decision um as that week progresses, if you think he's coming back, you think you can easily win the first round, right? Maybe you save him for the second round. If he's just hanging out in your IR, no big deal, right? Um, but if your IR is full, which, I mean, chances are at this point in the season, your IR is pretty full or pretty taken up, and you got other guys on your bench who could be in the IR, you can send them into your IR, send Ben Simmons out into the waiver wire pool, I mean, I think I'm, I'm waiting till that week to see what that matchup is because potentially Ben Simmons comes in and plays just two games and has a really nice uh, couple of stat lines that propel you to the win. Um, you also got to realize, like, when you drop these guys, someone else is probably going to pick them up.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, Ben Simmons is going to be owned by somebody.
0: Yeah, probably should be, but it's winter go home season here, playoff time. Um, so you gotta make your your moves. I think Chris Paul's droppable for sure in a redraft league. Um who else?
1: Let's what about see. Zion? Is it time? He said he's coming I, back to New Orleans. I dropped
0: Zion before the season started.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but you're I mean, you obviously, like if you've been holding them in your IR all season. You gotta then, now maybe somebody else gets hurt. Yeah, someone that you can put in the IR that might come back and play in the week, a couple days.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of the same spiel,
1: right, where you just go, all right. Zion, uh. Zion's an easy cut for me if, like, I need the spot, and here's why. Like, even if he comes back, like, is he going to play 30 minutes? I cannot imagine. Is he going to play three minutes? Is he going to play 10 minutes? That's what I mean. Like, I mean, we've seen Zion miss a long stretch of time, and then, like, they always pretty much start him out slow. So – Shouldn't we expect that again where he's playing, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in those first few games? And so, like, especially if your playoffs are here, there's no sense keeping Zion.
0: Yep. I agree. There's no, uh, absolutely no point in keeping Zion, in my opinion. But if you still got him, you have him on the IR, just hold on to him, see what happens, and dump him whenever the opportunity arises. Because if well, you're here's the sitting thing. pretty, like, you're sitting pretty going to the
1: playoffs, why not? Well, if you can hold him on your IR too, uh, like, and even in 20 minutes, right? There's a potential where he could have like 15 points, 20 points, and eight rebounds. Like he just comes in, lights it up in the right matchup. So, I mean, like it's it's lightning in a bottle. Even in 20 minutes, like you could potentially catch it.
0: Yeah, true. You might just get real, real lucky. And he is one of those players that is just like absurd. In even in like per minutes, like he's just a, he can just do absurd stuff, like 20 and 20 uh in, in the course of like 28 minutes. Like he's it's just a wild. Uh, he's a wild player, so I think for that particular reason, that's more of a hold. Well, like Ben Simmons, I think you know what Ben Simmons is, but Zion's a little bit more. Uh, one game could really be the difference. Um, if you're holding on to somebody like OG Ananobi, he, he should be back, reevaluated in two weeks, not back in two weeks, but it's a broken finger. Um, OG Ananobi, not really known for being absurdly wild and getting you, like, 20 and 20. Just a really good, solid, great season from him. Uh, Very good player, but not a great
1: player. Are you holding on to him? Probably not, especially if the playoffs are already here now. I mean, it's a broken finger. I can't imagine you don't miss four weeks with that, right? Like, you're sitting out. You would think it would be four weeks, so. I mean, it depends on how long left in your season, but if there's less than four weeks left in your season, I'd probably just cut him out. Wow. Tyler, driving his motorcycle while doing
0: the show, uh, not advised. I would not – if you're riding a motorcycle listening to this, that's cool, probably. But don't don't be on a podcast and drive a motorcycle, Tyler. I'm, I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, I'm a man of many talents and skills. Don't hate if you're doing a wheelie right now, I don't want to know. It's too dangerous. I don't want to be liable for your safety. Let's talk about Indiana Pacers. I'm kind of interested in the Indiana Pacers going down the stretch. Uh, that's probably insulting <laughs> to, to uh, almost anyone. But, like, I just feel like the Pacers are in a very specific spot. They want to lose games. They're going to figure out ways to play guys in order to lose games. And then this – weird period of the season. There's guys that we're keeping an eye on that we're looking forward to potentially having that kind of like last third breakout of like, you know, I don't know if you want to call it garbage time or, or what you want to call it, but it's, it's, there's a time for all of these players that we kind of have an eye on that eventually in the last third of the season, when teams are tanking, they show up out of nowhere and they become top 75. Some of them even top 50 players down the stretch which can completely change the course of a playoff season, and I, I think uh, from in, Indiana's perspective, I, I like I like the fact that they're like they got Malcolm Brogdon back, right? Isaiah Jackson seems like someone they're going to be playing while Miles Turner is out.
1: Um, well, and Goga's out too, and they traded Goga, Google, so they don't really have another big man. No. And plus, I mean, I, Isaiah Jackson perfectly kind of fits the the tanking strategy in the sense, right? Like he's young and raw. I mean, he's 20 years old.
0: He's going to be trying to block every shot, which is nice right. for fantasy.
1: Yeah, so he's going ham to block shots and he's not always playing the best defense as far as team-wise, right? Like he's kind of going rogue and doing his thing. And I mean, he's going to produce numbers, but that's probably not good to win games.
0: Now it's good for uh, you as a fancy player. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he's could, – could he be a top 100 player down the stretch? I think it's possible. Yeah, especially if you are
1: chasing that, uh, that block category. I mean, if we just look at his last, let's see here, like five games where he started them all, he's given you 12.4 points, 6.2 rebounds, and three blocks a game in 22.3 minutes. It's pretty wild, actually. And for four fouls a game,
0: but uh, <laughs> fou- fouled out against Orlando, actually. Yes. Um,
1: but it, they also be kind of trying to develop a little pick and roll chemistry there with him and Tyrese Halliburton. Um, so he's involved in a lot of plays. And Tyrese is great.
0: Like he's having himself a time now that he's actually playing minutes. Well, and
1: he's are basically making him the starting point guard, the de facto point guard, like yeah. the lead ball handler. So as he should um, have been. So yeah, he's gonna be great down the stretch, and we'll see, you know, what that, how high that lets him climb, and how obviously how high that lets him climb next year's rankings. Um, I think he's gonna be a very coveted player, and he might be on my stay away list because he might even get to be a little too hot. Ooh, yeah, he might get that that extra
0: hype, especially if he's gonna be averaging like we we see it every year, right? The guy who's averaging five, four or five blocks a game down the stretch, where like everybody gets real excited about that guy, and then that guy learns how to not fell out of every game and he's averaging like 1.7 blocks a game
1: yeah i mean we did the dance with mitchell robinson most recently right like everyone kept saying oh he's gonna be a top 30 player and well how'd that turn out so far he's still averaging 8.4 points and now the blocks are just 1.6 and there's some decent rebounds but i mean like he kind of is what he is and he just really can't get the foul sorted
0: yes he is fantastically mediocre um and we'll, we'll see what happens with the, uh, the Knicks going into this uh, last third of the season. They're kind of floundering around over there. Uh, are there any other, like, I guess, any teams and then any specific players, Tyler, that you're looking forward to potentially being these, um, you know, last third garbage players where they like, yeah, that seems like a, a insulting because these players are obviously good. But like someone who's going to come out of nowhere, potentially is outside of the top 100 top uh, outside of the top 150 that you're keeping an eye on to potentially if the you know if suddenly they're starting or suddenly there's an injury and now you know just like uh, is happening with isaiah jackson suddenly they're getting the, the the minutes now they're fantasy relevant
1: right and i think we see a good amount of these players every single year right that yeah they just kind of bubble up out of nowhere Or I should say out of nowhere, right? But, like, they just, like, go, okay, well, we're out of this. We'll just give you some more runs, more opportunity, and then this person's good. Um, There are a lot of players I like here. So I'll let you go first if you would like to, and then I will kind of run down through a list of guys that I have, which is about – I got about eight guys. Okay, interesting.
0: Uh, You have more guys than I do. Um, I'm looking – there's one guy I've been keeping an eye on. Really, all year long, uh, or at least le- last half of the year so far. And I just really wish it would play out. He is still questionable. He has a concussion. I'm talking about Okongwu on the Atlanta Hawks. I just think the future of the Atlanta Hawks is on Congo He's center. almost a top
1: 100 player in 20 minutes a game.
0: Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? It's wild because it doesn't make any – like he's going to be absurdly efficient. He's going to – uh, get you blocks, steals, decent points, decent rebounds. He's actually not going to be a non-factor when it comes to assists. He's basically going to be a better Clint Capella because he's going to replace Clint Capella. So he's going to do all the stuff that Clint Capella was doing. And I think Ankanwu can stay on the floor um, simply just because he's younger. He, he will stay healthier. And I don't think he has you know that, that foul problem. Uh, he might still struggle uh, with staying on the the floor based on his like ability to either you know draw fouls young rookie mistakes stuff like that but i just think if the right opportunity arises for conwou if he's playing 27 28 minutes this guy is like a top 60 player
1: uh yeah i could see that um all right so you want me to start with the 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 one uh, not young player I have or the one of the many young players I have.
0: Now let's go with the not young
1: player. Let's give a shout out to some old guy. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, you love Spencer Dinwiddie. Left Washington, went to Dallas, is their sixth man, has been absolutely fantastic for the Mavericks. Um, they really just needed someone who that's not Luka that could get into the paint for him and kind of create some offense. Spencer Dinwiddie can do that. He looks healthy finally. He did not look great in Washington and I think he's finally getting his legs back under him after that ACL. And I think Spencer Dewey is going to be really good down the stretch. Like, I mean, he's shooting some crazy percentages for the Mavs so far, but like if you look at his numbers, I mean, he just had 36 points last night when Luca was out Now Luca's probably going to be back on Monday night when they play the jazz. But then when he's averaging 17.6 points, 5.1 assists and 2.3 rebounds in 28 minutes a game, a
0: lot of assists.
1: Yeah. And like, they're just, they want him to be that kind of second ball handler They've been looking for, um i would not be at all surprised if he's a top 100 player down the stretch so he might be sitting on your waiver wire right now
0: yeah i think he's on a lot of waiver wires and uh let's just even go go one up right heaven forbid uh something happens to luca or they sit luca or they uh want to rest luca more on back-to-backs going in the playoffs whatever Spencer so Dinwiddie is going to be the de facto scorer on this team as he was uh against sacramento the other night and like I would almost rather, I'd rather have Spencer Dinwiddie playing decent on my bench, knowing that there is a small chance if things go wrong in Dallas, that he will be, uh, balling out in Dallas. If Luke is not there and just, just for that small percentage chance that I have a guy who can suddenly drop 36 points a night sitting on my bench.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like they don't have any reason not to play him. So I think he's just going to be good down the stretch. Um, so two magic, Chuma O'Kiki and Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. Now both are gonna shoot bad percentages, but if you look at their numbers over the last, well, O'Kiki's over the last eight games, he's averaging 10.3 points, 6.6 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 2.3 steals a game. Wow. And 2.3 three pointers made.
0: No, we we like oh, we liked O'Kiki last year when he was coming up, didn't seem to have it um this season, like, Orlando being an absolute mess. So it's not really. I'm not sure. Pretty pretty much, I would say,
1: not his fault. But now that he's back... Oh, he's played 29 or more minutes in five out of his last seven. Okay. So he's just getting the time, right? Finally. Uh, Jalen Suggs also kind of getting a few more minutes lately. Um, A bunch of games over 30 minutes. He's averaging 14.4 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 5.6 assists, and 1.3 steals over their last eight games.
0: Yeah, I know he's shooting poorly. If you don't care about that, you don't care about that. But something's got a break with that uh, kid. I think I, I liked him coming into the season. Um, he, I think you, you can see the talent, right. That he has, he isn't putting it together. Right. But I, I do think if he's just young enough and he's talented enough that there is a, you know, a percentage chance that suddenly over maybe like a course of a three or four week span, he, he goes off. I think he has that kind of level of talent and there's still plenty of time in this season for him to, uh, to break out like that.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Alperin Singun is another guy. He's 194th on the season, but if you look at like his last 13 games, 9.6 points, 6.2 rebounds, 2.3 assists, uh, 0.9 steals, 1.2 blocks. Like there's just a lot to like there. The Rockets at any point could just say, Hey, we're giving you as many minutes as possible. And the more minutes that guy gets, the better he's going to be. But he's already pretty good. And even in limited run, like in that that stretch, he's only playing 21.8 minutes a game.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, off and on, a lot of people have been flirting with Sangoon all year, all, all year long, right? Even myself. Uh, this could be finally the part of Houston's season where they're just like, yeah, let's just go. Uh, I don't know. I I still. I mean, I still think Houston's uh, such a mixed bag that uh, Sengun could is—is is it worth taking the risk if you need if you need to take that risk? Sure, why not? I just I think Sengun's just going to be a bit up and down uh, throughout the rest of the season, depending on how Houston wants to play him. Maybe, like we're saying, if if Houston decides to just start sitting their starters, then he's de facto starter. Then great, yeah. And
1: I I think I'm going to
0: wait and see instead of run out and pick him up.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Isaiah Jackson we mentioned right we talked about him yeah um, I think he's gonna be real good he he is ranked you want to guess what he's ranked on the season 263rd uh, so way down there and a lot of that was he just was playing garbage time minutes for a while and so I mean all those stats are factored into your full season numbers here's another guy I like right so the thunder of the team that we're always trying to maybe figure out right yeah um, and they have a tendency to do that weird thing where, like, yeah, and like you play a lot for like five games and then you play not at all for a while and and whatever, whatever. But Trey Mann, you've seen this guy? This guy's fun. Last seven games. You ready for this stat line? Let me, let me hear it. It's coming eight, on. 18 points a game, 4.6 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.9 steals, 2.1 mm. three pointers made, 46% from the field, uh, 7, almost 79 from the line. That's 32.3 minutes a game. Pretty nice. That's the point guard I'm picking up in a lot of leagues, man. And he's available in almost every league. He, for the season, he is ranked, uh, I think, I think below 298.
0: Man. Hmm. 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 But I'm doing a lot of um, pondering now at any, here. At any
1: moment, they could shut the water off, right? They, yeah. Because they, they, they do it. They do it to everybody. They do it a lot. Um, but he just – has been good and I just like what I see from him. And so I, I mean, if they, they could try to lose more games on the stretch and maybe playing him, not playing him would help that. Um,
0: but yeah, he might be too, he might be too good.
1: Right. 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 Um this Should be kind of funny, but, but he's only 21. Like they got to get him time. They got to get him minutes. He's pretty raw still. He's just a guy I really like. And so um, if he's available, I'd pick him up and stream him for now, and you know maybe even hold him if you if you're in a little bit bigger league or just need somebody that can help you. Like he's been playing really well. I'm going to keep an eye on him. The Heat also have some fun guys. If you if somebody's like that, they decide to sit somebody right, like Yurtsin, uh Gabe Vincent. Those guys are going to play really good if like Kyle Lowry sits or if Bam sits. So those are two guys that like I think you should just watch. And if Miami decides to rest some people. I think you throw those two in.
0: Yeah, I think that that's been actually a bit shocking to me is how good that second string in Miami plays when they play extended minutes. You know, all those guys seem to have quite a bit of talent and quite a bit of fantasy value. Uh, All of them have shown flashes too, which is always something you want to see. Um, That one's going to be a little tricky, right? Because Miami not tanking, trying to prepare themselves for the playoffs. They might rest prior to the playoffs.
1: Right, that's what that's more what I'm looking at there. Right, it's like, okay, I caught a game where you know we are gonna sit, right? Yep. And so those those when you playoff matchups too, if you can get a that's true, spots are definitely winning playoffs. A 15 and eight from Gabe Vincent when Kyle Lowry sat out back to back, that could be huge. Well,
0: that could be that could be a that could be the difference between winning your
1: league and not. Right. And so those are just two names I figured I'd throw out there. Like if if you see this happening, there's there's some guys.
0: I like that. I think that's pretty good. Um, week 20 already, Tyler. Uh, most teams are playing four games. Uh, some teams are playing three games, no twos, no fives. Um, should be a pretty standard week, except for there's only, I think there's only two games on Thursday. Is
1: that right? Oh, you're telling this tale. No, that is right. <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty that, sure. That is correct. March 7th to 13th. There's only two games on Thursday. Nets. Sixers, Nuggets, Warriors. Um, a, a pro- I'm assuming TNT slate. I have not looked that part up, but I'm assuming they are both on TNT.
0: I would wager so. Um, Going to be a pretty normal, uh, maybe a little bit harder to, uh, to stream this week, but really right now, especially if you're sitting pretty for the playoffs, um, you should be looking ahead. You shouldn't be uh, potentially, if you're well ahead, in your in your in your playoffs in your league right now, making sure your roster is playoff ready is far more important than winning this week. Looking, oh,
1: one thousand percent.
0: Yeah, looking ahead at what your matchup is likely going to be, and even further ahead, looking at the teams that are actually contenders, the uh, potential uh, semifinals and finals matchups that you're going to go up against. Do you have a team? that's great in the regular season, but shitty in the playoffs. Are you going to go up against a team who's also good at what you are uh, good at, but just happens to be a tad bit better in certain categories or just, is there any way you can prepare yourself to go up against those teams uh, or be a better matchup against the, the true contenders uh, when you enter the playoffs, uh, along with finding those kind of like gyms, those kind of guys who potentially could be spot starters or even rosterable guys um like Trey man uh that Tyler talked about like the guys on the Miami Heat um like our good friend Isaiah Jackson to blow away those uh blocks for your team that's I think that's exactly what you should be doing this season or this week anyway because it's it's crunch time Tyler this is where um this is where leagues are won and lost right now
1: oh yeah for sure and um figuring out what what the other team is good at is, is important right and i think that's an overlooked strategy is you know everyone's focused on like you know oh i think trey man is going to put up the next the best numbers next week in my playoff matchup well if you don't need any more points or assists though like if you're going to already win those categories you'd be better off grabbing a, a rebound and black guy because you're maybe going to lose those two categories and those are the two categories you need to win to win the matchup yeah you potential like I think there is so much
0: emphasis put on getting the best player, getting the, you know, having the best trade, getting the best player, um, ensuring that, you know, you are getting the best guy on the waiver wire, et cetera, et cetera, that a lot of people don't spend time looking at the best player for their matchup, the best player for the team, the best player to win. Uh, very specific matchups, just because there's a guy out on the waiver wire um, who is overall a better player um, rankings wise doesn't mean you couldn't just put boogie cousins on your uh, on your roster for one game and suddenly win the le- win the week so now's the time to pay attention to these guys including boogie cousins who uh, are going to come out of nowhere uh, and have either great games, potentially have great games, or potentially just start starting and, and being a fantasy-relevant guy down the last third, in through the playoffs. If you have any questions about your playoffs, or if you have any um, questions at all, or feedback for the show, find us on Twitter. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts, And you can find me at WatchTheBoxes. If you like the show, please rate and review us, or go to Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes help support the show. Or even better yet, Twitch.tv/slash Watching the Boxes, uh, give us a follow. Uh, or if you just want to watch me play video games, if that's what if you're into watching me play video games, you can go to Twitch.tv/slash Watching the Boxes and let me know that I uh, should be playing more video games. I would go to wager Tyler though. I should not be playing more video games, just like overall as a human being.
1: I would wager that's probably a safe bet for most people in the world. Fair enough. Absolutely fair
0: enough. But if you guys, we really appreciate you listening. We really appreciate you supporting the show and we just, we like to interact with you guys, interact with us. We'll make the show. We'll go in any direction you would like the show to go because as we're getting into the playoffs, I would hope you already know what you're doing will keep you up to date with injuries and different starts and whatever but we're going to start looking towards next season sooner than later for all you um keeper leagues for all you people who are in dynasty leagues shout out to all y'all um we're in that weird last third of the season so um if you want us to talk about anything just let us know on twitter and we will catch you next time thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon